On this episode, I talk about hot guys and girls, banter, and Twitter's new algorithm. You ask questions, and I answer them. This is the Ask Gary V Show. This is Gary Vaynerchuk, and you're watching episode number 34 of the Ask Gary V Show. Fun fact about the number 34, that is the number that the oak tree, Charles Oakley wore during the 90s Knicks, my favorite squad of all time. Other fun fact about Charles Oakley is he punched a lot of people directly in their face. Veronique asks, you say to put out quality content daily. Can I add curated content to my own content? If yes, what's the right mix? V, thanks so much for a great first question. I, uh, uh, I'm really excited. By the way, I've been really missing the show between the weekend and traveling to LA and St. Louis on Monday and Tuesday. Big shout out to everybody who's listening on the podcast. Uh, oh, I said watching. I didn't say watching and listening on the intro. Well, that's just how it is sometimes. Anyway, uh, the answer to your question is absolutely. As a matter of fact, I think what I call DJing, the ability to take content that's going on all around the world right now and bring it into your voice and putting it out there is, is an enormous skill set. I think it's mapping what's happening in the actual music world, right? You look at what's happening in EDM and other places of that nature. DJs, people that are able to take a lot of different things and put them together, it's really like being a great chef, isn't it? Uh, so actually, I think one of my biggest weaknesses is my lack of curiosity. Right, because I take so much pride that the content is mine. Uh, I haven't gone out and and taken you know articles from other people and then like you know kind of jumped on top of that. I remember loving Tumblr. One of the reasons I invested in Tumblr way back when was the notion of reblogging. Right, like tumbling something. You you hit you hit somebody else's blog post and then you wrote your two cents on top of it. The retweet functionality with a quote. Uh, of, and then you'd put your own two cents on Twitter, I think still has a lot more potential. They like limit you to room. I love the ability to retweet and then have 140 characters and let the whole thing be 250 characters. Twitter, you should steal that because I think that would make Twitter much better. I think the adding of two cents has always been something that I think has been valuable. And you look at somebody like Guy Kawasaki, I mean, if you go look at his Twitter feed, it's all curation, right? He treats himself like a media company. It's almost not him, it's like the Guy Kawasaki you know, a network and he's just putting out hundreds of tweets a day, it feels like, of just different articles, things of that nature, kind of like a human nuzzle uh, or, or, or a kind of like a, a human RSS feed. So I think curation of other people's stuff or or passing on other headlines is the biggest weakness in my social media content game and I highly recommend all of you working on it and if it feels comfortable. For a lot of people, you know, I would say, my, here comes a humble brag and I've been doing a lot of that lately. If you didn't see the latest video. Uh, I like that dynamic pause, don't edit it. Uh, so, for me, I think the reason I don't do as much curation is I have the ability to do original content at scale. That's a struggle for a lot of people. So for a lot of people that don't know what to say, the curation of other content and being the news source for somebody and the rest of the world under their context within their genre is, you know, if you're a yoga person or a health person or a pumpkin picker, you know, your two cents on Apple Pay or, or George Clooney's wedding or things of that nature under the context of being a pump, pump, pumpkin picker matters. Darren asks, how much sleep should you get on average? Do you work seven days a week? Do you have set days off to spend time with family? 
Darren, you know, this is a great question. I, I get it asked a lot. You know, I think I talk so much about hustle and people don't think I sleep. I, you know, I try to get six or seven hours of sleep. I think sleep is massively important for the body. Right now I'm working out a lot, as you guys can tell. Uh, and, uh, and that's affecting my sleeping patterns. Not that I sleep better, by the way. Everybody thought, I was so exhausted before that I was just sleeping like a rock. I'm lucky with the sleeping. But I sleep quite a bit. The, you know, weekends are, are for the family. Know this on the weekend uh, anymore for the last couple of years. A lot more vacation time going from maybe a week or two, even as early as four or five years ago to now, then three or four, now even like five. Uh, so uh, sleep's important, rest is important, recharging's important. It's, it's not about 365 days of complete insanity. It's about 265 days of complete insanity and you know, in 100 days of really resting and giving you the energy to have that insanity. I think hustle is about when you're in it versus every day doing it, right? So for me, it's this Tuesday, Wednesday, see? This Wednesday is all in, right? Like I'm gonna go all in the whole way, every minute. A lot of the people that are around my life now, even you guys probably, get very caught off guard of how I have zero minutes in play for 15 hours in a day. Like there is no, Zach needs like two minutes to like, hey look at this new design for Wine Library and DeMeo, my assistant's like, yeah, next Thursday. (laughs) And he's like, two minutes, right? I mean like, so I go all in on the days I'm in, but boy do I rest when I rest and boy do I check out when I check out. As a matter of fact, I don't even like travel. I don't want to see the pyramids or the Eiffel Tower. I don't care about the coral reefs. When I vacation, I need to sleep on a beach and don't talk to me. That's how much recharging. When I sleep, if you walked into my home, punched me directly in the face and stabbed me with a knife in my left arm while I was sleeping and robbed everything in my home, I'd still not wake up. That's how all in I am when I'm resting. So I'm just an all in character regardless of what I'm doing. Corey asks, what have you found is the best way to introduce non-wine drinkers to wine without it seeming overwhelming? Corey, Corey, I took this question because not only for the wine people listening but for the business people that are trying to educate about social media or apps or tech culture, it's the same game. Why did I over-index in the wine world and why do I think I over-index in the business, marketing, operations, social media, marketing world? I said marketing twice because it's so nice. Uh, It's because I talk to people, not down to them. How do you get people into your thing? How do you do that? You talk to them, to them not down to them. And that's what I'm, the really, that's the struggle for everybody who gets any level of expertise. They get this expertise and they want to leverage it against their audience to establish I'm here, you're here. I fully believe. And I, 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 can, I can guarantee the comments coming right now that one of the reasons people watch and listen to this show and have followed me for the last seven years when I was educating about wine intimidating subject or social media, new intimidating subject to a lot of people, is I'm talking level set, right? I'm not imposing my expertise. I'm not making anybody feel bad that they don't know as much as me. Snickering, like how could you ask me this question, Ricky? I don't do that. Right? I understand that there's 99% of the world that I know jack crap about. I know my couple little things. And when I'm trying to learn about other things from other people that know, it's nice to be talked to at that level, which is respect as a human being, not being imposed on something you learned a little bit more about. And so, you wanna get people into wine or anything else for all of you that are watching? And I see a lot of you who are watching trying to impose your expertise on food or pets or anything of that nature. I highly recommend you start realizing you're talking to somebody, not down to them. 
Adam says, I understand that marketers ruin everything, but is Twitter's latest algorithm change going to damage the user experience and the essence of Twitter? Adam, congrats on getting on the show. Guys, let's give a huge shout out, a collective shout out in the comments and go on Twitter and give him a shout out. Adam has hustled, has asked a lot of questions, he has persevered, he has taken my advice from some other episode recently where I just say, keep asking, keep asking, keep asking. He didn't give up, a lot of you have given up. A lot of you have stopped using the AskGaryVee hashtag to try to get on a show with your question because after 20 episodes you didn't get on. Loser mentality, winner mentality is Adam who has completely over-indexed on asking over and over and over to get on the show. Big props to you, brother. The answer to your question. Life is very simple. Whether it's for Twitter showing you ads or Facebook, which has set this up for Twitter because they're following that notion of discovery. Whether it's dating the most attractive guy or girl you've ever dated before, but they actually aren't that nice of a person and you actually just don't like them that much. This is more of a guy thing from what I can tell from my girlfriends, but like that notion, that same psychology plays out on this answer which is the world is predicated on the value it's providing you versus what it's doing to you otherwise. Meaning, what, was that a dog? If you're listening, that was not a dog. from what we could tell. My (laughs) friends, it's very simple. It's the value proposition. It's a seesaw. Does it kill Twitter? It kills Twitter for the people that don't value everything else that Twitter does and find seven to 10 more tweets in their stream not valuable enough, right? When, When you're a young guy and you get that hottest girl that you've ever dated, she's so pretty, you don't care about that she's like hurting your feelings and mean to your friends and not letting you hang out with your friends and all, you let that all go because you value the beauty over that and as you evolve, eventually, if she's the worst, you can finally, after the beauty subsides and you've calibrated the beauty, you go the other way and that's just the way it is about life. You love your family so much that you let them get away with so much. That's the bottom line. Facebook has enough value in keeping up with your friends and has a lot of data to show you the stuff that you actually want to see and that's why we're tolerating it. And you can tell me the kids are going off of it and they're on Snapchat and Instagram and so are you and that's fine, that makes sense. But Facebook's data shows the world. It's true, we're still on it at enough scale. If Twitter's unable to do that or any other product in the world, Tumblr was very valuable to high school kids. It was a different creative place. They didn't make the shift to mobile fast enough and good enough and they lost their value proposition when something else came along. What happens when the pretty girl with an awesome attitude comes along? And so the answer to this question, and you can see I've used human, kind of like what we all grew up with kind of psychology is very simple, which is it's all about the value prop, right? The second this show doesn't bring you enough value, you stop watching, period, end of story. And that's what it's all about. And so Twitter has a challenge of making sure its product brings enough value that the little things that maybe don't bring you value still don't offset the value. Привет, Gary. My name's Raphael. I run the personal development YouTube channel. My question to you is, what would you do if you were starting over and building your personal brand all over again? Basically, getting the name Gary V out there all over again in this day and age, what would you do to go out there and really spread the word and to get yourself known? I love this question and boy, I'm gonna set it up, do I have a really good answer for this because you, and thanks for the question, and every other youngster needs to hear this really, really loud and clear. And this is not being disrespectful because I was a 22 year old genius business person in my mind because of what I did. But I would do exactly what I did. 
which is for the first 10 years of my professional career, I didn't say a damn thing. From 22 to 32, when it comes to business, at 30 I started Wine Library TV. From 22 to 32, and one would argue that I was really doing business since 14, but I'll just say 22 because it was all in, no school, fine. From 22 to 32, my friend, I did nothing in building the Gary Vaynerchuk brand. You know what I did? I did the work that allowed me to have the audacity to build the Gary Vaynerchuk brand. This notion that you can just come out the gate and build your brand by growth hacking and putting yourself out there and getting on some podcasts and leveraging other people's brands to get on and build yourself as an expert in what? Like when are we gonna start asking all these people that are experts, what did they do? Here's what I did and why I think you should listen to me in business. I am now in the midst of building my second $50 million plus business within a five year window. That's good execution at a speed that most people can't calibrate at a high volume. Is it 50 billion? No, but it's a life, right? For a lot of people, it's business. I invested in companies early on and made a lot of money because I saw where the market was going. Hence the video I popped up earlier before that's linked below of what I saw with Apple Pay. I did things that allowed me to start having a shot to be worthy of people buying a $15 book or spending 15 minutes and watching his or her show. So I did things. So my friend, to you and everybody else, I promise you, before you get your name out there, it'd be really nice that you can go to the accomplishments because when I ask you, hey bro, awesome that you're a branding or health or personal coach or whatever the hell you are, but what did you do to become good enough to do this? I'd like to know. I love when people argue with me on this issue. They're like, well look at all the football coaches. These coaches, a lot of times, are not real players. You don't have to be a great football player to be a great football coach. Guys, have you looked at every football coach? There is no football coach that comes out of nowhere at 23 years old and is then an NFL coach and wins Super Bowls. They've been a ball boy since they were seven and worked within the organization for 20 years, 15 years. Eric Mangini, when he was a Jets coach at 36, had been a ball boy since he was 18. Like, like they're in it forever. They're kids, they're, they're sons and daughters of coaches, they've been in it their whole lives. That's how you get there and so this quick move of using good modern technology to build up your brand, siphoning and doing JVs with other people to siphon their brand equity that you're passing on, that I'm an expert and then coming out the gate and saying I'm an expert building a brand, it's, it's ludicrous, I laugh at it in my soul, in my stomach and so does everybody who's got chops. I'm gonna say it one more time, I laugh at it and so does everybody that's got chops. And I need you to pay attention to that. You have to earn your opportunity to be a personal brand. And the only way to do that is to actually execute. And so when somebody asks me, well what makes you a social media expert? Expert, I show them things I've sold in sales, business, put money in the pocket, predicated on marketing within that channel. That's a way to do it. That I believe in. My friends, I really appreciate you watching the show. Little question of the day, by the way, Really disappointed with the Vayner Nation and the Vayniacs out there. By the way, that's the question of the day. Do you consider yourself in the Vayner Nation or do you consider yourself a Vayniac? And can you also jump in and explain to me the difference? I need to figure this out once and for all. I go back and forth. But I'm very disappointed in you guys. I was flabbergasted by the notion that I didn't do a question of the day the other day and I forgot. And a lot of people didn't do what I asked several episodes ago which is just come in and talk about the show. 
We need more talking in there. I've noticed a couple of you interacting with the rest of you in the YouTube, obviously, comments for everybody who's listening right now. And I know you're listening on the podcast and I know you want to be audio first, but the show right now is you know, video first and you've got to respect that. And more importantly, you're capable of going to YouTube and leaving a comment if you'd like. It's not you're like you're crippled from just listening to it. I know you're in your car right now, but like when you get to the office, instead of sitting around and not doing anything the first 15 minutes, go to youtube.com slash Gary Vaynerchuk and leave a guy comment. Just want to get that off my chest. Anyway, uh, I need I need banter. I gotta give it to the Wine Library TV community. And it's gonna take us time. We're just starting, but like without a question today, there was banter. There was overall banter. My friends, I need banter. I like banter. Give me the banter. I actually I actually hit myself harder. I actually hit myself harder than I wanted. <laughs> All right, I'm getting stronger.